This podcast is a member of WGPRN, WildGamesProductions.com. Hello, folks, and welcome to a special, special show. We're going to be calling this show the Darkling Podcast. I am your host, Vince, from the Darker Days Podcast, along with my faithful co-host and wear chicken, Mark. Mark, how are you doing today? Fantastic, Vince. Great to be here for our first uh, podling, waddling, uh, darkling. Yeah, it's good to be on board. Yes, to be a darkling. Uh, pretty much what this show is going to be about, we'll be focusing on things from the listener community, like... Someone want someone has uh, read a review of, uh, well, how do we explain this, Mark? How do we explain this to the people out there? Maybe like uh, someone did their own game. We're going to highlight it in the show. Exactly. We've had a number of submissions from our listeners. A couple of the listeners have put together 10-minute spots on a review or on a bit of game lore that they're interested in, recorded it for us, and sent it in. Uh, we're going to feature those here on the show. We're also going to be looking around the internet for cool fan products, things like Genius the Transgression over RPGNet or Demon the Return, things that are put together by the fans in their own time. And we're going to cast the uh, darkling spotlight on those and tease out their entrails for the delectation of our listeners. It'll be, yeah, you'll, you'll find this on the same feed as the Darker Days podcast. Uh, we do have a separate email address for it, and uh, Mark will not be using his refreshing finger for this, so we will be checking this every once in a while, the darkling podcast at gmail.com. Mark, what's that email address? <laughs> <laughs> Darklingpodcast at gmail.com. Just love that pause. And we, <laughs> it's trademarked. That's, yes, trademarked and copyrighted by Mark. Thank you. <laughs> and you could follow me on uh, Twitter, AlucardD20. And you could follow Mark if he's not too busy stalking Clive Barker. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> the, the idea basically is that in the, in the off weeks when we're not doing the main show, we're going to throw the darklings your way so that you have a uh, steady diet of darkness for your listening pleasure. And we'll be uh, uh, putting up a website eventually. Uh, you can look for it. it. Right now it's directing to the WGPR uh, site, but it's the darklingpodcast.tk. So uh, let's get right into the point of the show. We have a uh, segment submitted by uh, Matt Buffington, who hosts the Now Playing show on our network. Mm-hmm. And uh, we'll get right to that. So uh, we'll see you in about uh, five, six minutes, folks. Welcome to Forgotten Lore. My name is Matt. This is a segment to give you some new tools and ideas for your Werewolf the Forsaken campaign uh, using information from the old world of darkness setting, Werewolf the Apocalypse. Uh, To help you understand, let's go over a brief history of both Forsaken and the Apocalypse worlds for Werewolf. Now, Werewolf and the Forsaken find their origins in the fall of Father Wolf and the destruction of the first paradise, Pangea. Father Wolf uh, was the protector of two worlds, both the physical realm and the shadow realm of spirits. He was the ultimate hunter, and during this time he fought and hunted many powerful, powerful spirits to protect this physical realm. Father Wolf's love for the hunt, though, was only surpassed by his love for the spirit of the moon, Luna. Uh, from here is where we see the origin of the first pack of Uratha uh, as children of both Father Wolf and Luna. Now, unfortunately, Father Wolf gradually became weaker over the ages, and this allowed for spirits to slowly come into the world of man and began corrupting the physical world. Uh, Father Wolf was the alpha of his pack, 
And this leads to a problem, because if the Alpha cannot effectively lead, then he must be replaced. Now, here's where we can explore one weakness of the spirit world, is that all spirits are governed by some sort of ban. Now, what that means is this. For example, a pain spirit in the spirit realm may not heal another spirit, or a shark spirit may not rest. These are all part of their bans. Father Wolf is both from the shadow realm and the physical, so he too is subject to these bans. Now, his ban was that he could not be defeated except at the hands of his own creation. Thus, the Aratha were doomed to kill Father Wolf or to continue to let Pangaea become overrun and corrupt. Now, out of all the original pack members uh, that were children of Father Wolf and Luna, only three agreed not to slay Father Wolf. Now, these three, because they would not join with the pack's decision, were exiled for their treason, and they were known as the Pure. Now, the rest of the pack, upon slaying Father Wolf, the, the, the original Aratha who laid the killing blow, is said to have died instantly. And Father Wolf's final howl that he unleashed was so terrible that it ripped the Shadow Realm and the physical world apart. And Luna heard the cry of her murdered love and internally cursed her children for their disloyalty. And thus we see where the title, The Forsaken, and the New World of Darkness setting for Werewolf comes about. Now, the origin story that's in Apocalypse is a vast departure from what we see, what we just discussed. Uh, Werewolves in Apocalypse originally introduced the concept of the creator of the Aratha as Gaia. Uh, she, this is the living spirit of the world. The Aratha are more or less a creation of Gaia and are the protectors of both man and the physical world from the spirit world called Umbra. Now, what we're going to introduce into your Forsaken campaign is what is known in Werewolf the Apocalypse as the Atriad. Werewolf tribes uh, teach their young the mystical prophecy about how the Earth is dying, and that according to these teachings of Gaia, there are three primal forces that were unleashed on the Earth. Uh, there's the Weaver, the Wild, and the Worm. The Weaver created all structure in the world, and gave birth to spirits that not only preserve order, but weave threads of fate for all. The Wild was the breath of life that allowed creation to thrive. Uh, the Wild controls spirits of nature, and these are chaotic uh, elements to balance the Weaver's order. Now, Garo mystics believe that Gaia created the Worm originally to maintain balance between the Weaver and the Wild. Uh, however, there is one part in this legacy that where things change, and that is that the Weaver one day decides to grow ambitious and try to trap the Worm within its webs of fate. Uh, Garou believed that this drove the worm mad, and it twisted the original design of the worm to that of decay and destruction of the world. Uh, now, here's what you can do. Since the spirit world is so heavily tied into Werewolf the Forsaken, the triad could be introduced as three ancient spirit rivals to Father Wolf during the original days of Pangaea. Now, in Forsaken, it mentions the concept of something called Idigams. Um... A storyteller could tweak their campaign to incorporate the triad as the Idigams instead, especially since the Weaver and the Wild and the Worm are so closely tied to the balance of the spirit and physical world. Now, why would we? Why would the, these be good antagonists for your PCs? You may ask. Well, they are, the Worm is a great antagonist because the Worm will actually try to corrupt anyone and anything to gain access to the physical worm, uh, physical world. I'm sorry. Uh, that means. Anyone could potentially be serving the worm's evil plan. Mortals, changelings, even vampires. In Apocalypse, there's even a pack of werewolves known as the Black Spiral Dancers that serve the worm. Now, in the Forsaken campaign, there are, there are these entities called the Balehounds, who are werewolves who serve evil spirits and wish to have more of a dominant 
uh, position for Urartha in the world. Now here's where you can do it. You can, if you replace the Black Spiral Dancers for Forsaken's Balehounds, you have a flawless translation into your campaign, and you have a little bit more backstory uh, to flesh out these villains for your PCs that way. Uh, now if, let's talk about the Weaver. The Weaver is great to introduce into the campaign due to how different tribes view uh, some Maratha tribes actually wage war with spirits of the Weaver, trying to disrupt his effects uh, on the fate of the world and the coming apocalypse. Now, one way you could incorporate this into your Forsaken campaign is to tie the Weaver spirit to Father Wolf in creating the bands of the spirit world. Uh, Father Wolf could have done this as an exchange to try and protect our world from the Umbra by trying to add flaws into spirits so that he could more effectively hunt and protect our world. Uh, the Weaver could do this, but he did it at the price of adding curse, adding the curse that one day Father, Father Wolf would be defeated in battle, uh, but only by the hands of his own children. Now you have a great origin story for the reason that werewolves were kind of doomed into murdering Father Wolf due to the Weaver controlling fate. Uh, werewolves in the Forsaken could blame their guilt and their shame of being Forsaken on the Weaver for this. Uh, so the Weaver actually makes a wonderful antagonist for anyone playing in the werewolf campaign involving the pure since they refused to kill Father Wolf, they could actually blame the Weaver for corrupting the first pack into murdering their creator. Uh, lastly, we have the Wild. Now, if the Weaver is to represent order, then the Wild is definitely an agent of chaos. Uh, now, one way you could add him into your Forsaken campaign is to make him the spirit who is the creator of primal spirits. Since nature itself contains both uh, good and evil, the Wild's creations can be both a blessing and a curse for werewolves closely tied to primal forces of nature. Uh, much how Luna has many faces, the Wild could be an ally or an enemy if you don't tread carefully. The Wild should definitely send spirits, though, to bring down any major city, because the Wild would view these places as bloated tumors on the earth, where man has exploited what was given to them. Uh, forsaken living within, living within these cities would definitely have some fun dealing with this. These are just a couple of the basic storytelling ideas that you can use to add some depth to your campaign. I uh, hope you guys like the ideas. Uh, again, this is Forgotten Lore with Matt, and good hunting. Wow, that was that was interesting. Thanks, Matt. Uh, excellent. Great submission. Uh, I, I really appreciate that. And folks, just to let you know, uh, any submission you send in, we'll definitely review, and we'll uh, pr try to plot it on the show. Like I said, this show is going to be for the listeners out there. This is not going to be really me and Mark. You know, bullshitting like we always do every week. <laughs> this is just <laughs> the listeners. And uh, Mark, what did you think about Matt's segment? Well, I love the uh, massive attack music. Very, very cool. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, I think you know, uh, Werewolf the Forsaken. It's a fascinatingly original setting uh, to begin with. It's unlike any other Werewolf game that I'm aware of. And Matt builds on this with real flair. Um, I like the use of the triad uh, as correspondence to the Idigams, and I think they were covered recently in a, a recent Night Horrors book from White Wolf. I believe so, yeah. Mm. And his piece, his little forgotten lore piece, is a perfect example of what I think is one of our core philosophies at Darker Days, which is that cool ideas are independent of new or old world of darkness, and you can cross-pollinate back and forth between both versions of the game. Uh, so I think he's really hit the, uh, the nail right on the head there. It's excellent stuff. Yeah, very good use of uh, history and uh, Father Wolf explaining everything to a new player, everything they want to hear to maybe get them involved in the game. I mean, I know if I heard that, I'd be like, well, pretty cool. I think I might just grab that book from the store and uh, pick it up. I like the little potted history of uh, Werewolf the Forsaken at the very beginning. Mm. And I like the the casting of the 
the triad as ancient spirit rivals of Father Wolf. I mean, you know, I was struck by his the mention of the pure, that there were three pure who, mm-hmm. who didn't turn and rise up against Father Wolf. And I wondered if you could get some mileage out of having those ancient three pure somehow become the three triad. Uh, the correspondence and numbers there uh, I found, found quite striking. But overall, yeah, I think that's a really uh, excellent submission, so I'd like to hear more from you on that, Matt. Uh, bring it on. Yeah, definitely. And if you have something that you want us to uh, throw up here for our listeners, uh, maybe you designed a game supplement, you've designed a game of your own, like, uh, uh, I don't know, Where Chicken the Forsaken, or... <laughs> you know, we're never going to leave that one alone, Mark. <laughs> It is eternal. Yeah, it's eternal. <laughs> and I'm sure you'll find something for me eventually. But <laughs> until then, anyone, you could send it into our a, our new email address for this the show, uh, darklingpodcast at gmail.com. Or you can head over to the darklingpodcast at TK. That's, sorry, that's dot TK. Once that gets up and running, you can sign up there and throw up some uh, ideas, and we'll hit you back an email, and We'll talk about it. Basically, this show is only going to be about 10, 15 minutes long, depending on what segment is sent in by a listener or uh, what product we're reviewing. So uh, just hit us up, and uh, we appreciate you listening to us. Uh, Darker Days Radio will be back on its regular bi-weekly schedule. Mark, uh, who is our next special guest on uh, the week of 923, I believe? That's going to that's be Malcolm Shepard. Yes, uh, the master of Mage the Awakening, Mage the Ascension, and many other games besides. Looking forward to that immensely myself. And the next episode of the Darkling podcast will feature a submission from our uh, famed poster and uh, staff member Beckett, who has an interesting take on the Book of Nod. That's right, as we have a bucket full of Beckett's next episode. <laughs> so you stay tuned, and uh, please... Uh, and did any submission, or even criticize us if you want. Mark is always waiting to hear something in his email, as we will get up to that up to speed with emails next show. Well, I guess Mark, that's going to end this for this week. Uh, this is our quick little fast mini cast, or the, short and sweet, short and sweet indeed. Yeah, the, our, our Darkling, the Darkling show, the Darkling podcast. So just give us a shout, and we'll talk to you guys later. Mm-hmm.